Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is December 17th, 2018. And as most of you know, the intention behind this webinar is twofold. One, to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles and also to create a platform for those people who are already members of Triangles to participate together each week in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the Triangles Network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform planetary consciousness. It's a service work, daily, Three people agree to establish lines of loving, lighted communication between themselves, and they agree to do this work every day, as I said. Three people link together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of all open minds and hearts who can respond to spiritual stimulation when it is released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you'd like to form a triangle, you can contact us. You can go to triangles.org and fill out an online questionnaire and find others online who are interested in forming a triangle. Or you can type your name in the chat box here and two people probably will agree to form a triangle with you. So as we do each week at this time to come together and establish a connection with each other and with the subtle forces underlying our work, we begin with a moment of silence followed this week by the sounding of the mantra of unification that's found on your screen. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. 
let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. So as I mentioned last week, we're moving towards a major influx of Capricornian energy during Friday and Saturday of this week with a conjunction between the powerful winter solstice point and the Capricorn full moon within a 19-hour period. And although this is technically the start of the next cycle, in the cycle of the breath, which corresponds to the cycles of the year, the cycle of inbreathing, it could perhaps also be viewed as the lowest point of the lower interlude, the culminating point, a time to pause, therefore, and reflect and draw close to the inner sustenance that's so palpably abundant at this time providing a major opportunity to affect an alignment with the spiritual will because Capricorn is one of the signs most closely associated with the will aspect, with the light supernal. One of the symbols of this amazing sign of Capricorn is of course that of the unicorn At this stage in the journey of return, the unicorn, the initiate, white and pure, pierces beyond the limitations and constraints of time and space, beyond the obstructing veils, to see, for a moment at least, that which the great ones, the rishis and the bodhisattvas throughout time have seen, the all-encompassing vision of the possibilities of what might be and what forever is. The individual then stands upon the mountaintop where the air is clear. His vision therefore extends both far and wide into the distant heavens and also down into the dismal weary veils of earth. He knows then what he has to do. Into those veils, he pours the light and love that life confers, bringing heaven to earth, 
peace to humanity and beauty to reconfigure the harshness and garish nature of the times. He blends and fuses the many lights and colors and weaves them with the fabric of the world. He stands in awe of the immensity of the plan and yet knows for certain the part which he can play in aiding its manifestation. And thus he turns his back on that vision and returns to those weary bells. So now let's work together with our meditation. Coming together in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are also working with this Triangles Meditation Group. And we invoke the spiritual will in the center of the will of God I stand not shall deflect my will from his I implement that will by love I turn towards the field of service I the triangle divine work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the impouring energy of love.
visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words that will be poured out. And let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness.
from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream flow into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream flow into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. I just wanted to make an announcement that the next two weeks we will not be having the webinar. Um, it's Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve. So uh, in three weeks from today, we'll meet again. And now I'd like to introduce our two guests, which we're very glad to have with us. Um, today, Dot Maber, whom you're um, familiar with, those of you who participate in the webinars regularly. Um, Dot is an educator and a peace builder whose keynote is inspiring cooperation on behalf of the common good. She's been a student of the Ageless Wisdom for nearly 40 years 
she loves music and offers the Maver Method, a revolutionary softball hitting technique. She's the co-founder of numerous organizations, including the Seven Ray Institute, National Peace Academy USA, and the River Phoenix Center for Peace Building. And her stated intention is to manifest forms that anchor and express the spirit of peace, thus creating the conditions for a culture of peace. Um, and then we are also very fortunate to have Philip Lindsay with us. Philip has been a student and teacher of the Ageless Wisdom and Esoteric Astrology for over 30 years, and he's the author of several books on the subject. He has taught and lectured throughout Australia, New Zealand, Europe, the United States, and South America. So we're very happy to have Philip with us. And he has an extensive website called esotericastrologer.org, I believe it's esoteric. Um, and Philip, I can't seem to unmute you. So can you unmute yourself? Yeah, there, can you hear there you go. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Very good. All right, so welcome to both of you. So appreciate Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, um, we hope to have a little bit of a dialogue. We um, are not 100% sure. Uh, what we're going to say, but we also will then open it up to group sharing afterwards. So I wanted to begin, Dot had asked me to just say a little bit about why um, I thought that the winter solstice was perhaps a time of year that is more important than Wesak. Um, it's, it's really because of the Tibetan statement he says in Letters on Occult Meditation, I don't have the exact quote, but it's something to the effect that there is a calendar day within the year um, that is of greater importance than the Wesak Festival. And when I think about that, the only day that, I, that really stands out as the possible day would be the winter solstice, because it's, as most of you know, it's long been held as a sacred time of the coming forth of the sun gods. It's been related to their birth throughout time. And it's long been celebrated as the high point of the spiritual year by many. Um, people within the Ageless Wisdom community have often not celebrated so much the equinoxes and solstices and placed more of their emphasis upon the full moon. But I do believe that these points are, are very, very instrumental in bringing through uh, spiritual energies. And so we would be remiss if we did not celebrate them. And as we said this year, it's a wonderful opportunity because they're practically coinciding with one another. And I spoke in my introduction about the importance of one of the symbols of Capricorn, which is, of course, the unicorn. But the more familiar, perhaps, symbol is the goat. And specifically, it is the mountain goat. Because, as you know, Capricorn is a sign that's intimately associated with the mountain. And one of the rules of the soul, one of the most important rules, called the law of group progress, has for its symbol the mountain and the goat. And so just looking at the goats, we can get a sense of the quality that's needed for those who are treading these, this 
perhaps later stage of the path of return because the mountain goats above all qualities seem to embody the quality of shraddha which is a sanskrit term for fearlessness it, it's a it's a, a term that is said to be one of the most important qualities that we as seekers of the way can attempt to embody um, Swami Vivekananda, who was such a great um, soul, who was in fact born in the sign of Capricorn, said that Shraddha was such a sacred term in the Vedic scriptures that he hesitated to even attempt to come to a definition of it. But in Sanskrit, it is translated as fearlessness. Um, and Swami Vivekananda said that of all the qualities that he pondered in his short life, um, he felt that this shraddha, this fearlessness, was the one defining quality that stood out above all others. And he said of it, a very interesting quote, he said that, um, Often we define atheism in the West as someone who does not believe in God. But he said, the old religion says that he was an atheist who didn't believe in God, but Swami Vivekananda said the new religion says that he who is an atheist is he who does not believe in himself. And he, said, he went on to say that this is not a selfish quality, a selfish faith in oneself, but it's rather the doctrine of recognition of the oneness. It means that faith in all things, because you are all connected. It's love for yourself that means love for all, love for animals, love for everything, love for all of us who are one. So it's a very um, ennobling and self-strengthening um, self, um, quality, this steadfastness, the shraddha, this fearlessness. And so perhaps it's something we can ponder on our journey to the mountaintop eventually. So Philip, how about yeah. hearing from you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, thanks for the beautiful meditation, Kelly. It was really uh, uh, quite powerful. Um, and thoughts that come to mind with Capricorn and fearlessness are, of course, Leo, the sign of courage. And the Tibetan does talk about Capricorn and Leo, uh, yeah. the lion and the unicorn. Yes. Uh, in in the blue books, but um, I have a few things that I, I want to mention that are, are based upon the latest newsletter for Capricorn. And um, I'm always curious about the transition of energies from one sign to another. <clears throat> We're in Sagittarius at the moment. And the end of Sagittarius will culminate in the full moon of Capricorn and the first half a degree of Capricorn. So the energies of both signs are, are really blended this year plus it's the solstice as well in that first degree of Capricorn 
So the whole uh, period is somewhat supercharged. And uh, we have in Sagittarius the sign of philosophy, religion, uh, the ageless wisdom, um, ideals and visions, uh, highest thought that we can obtain. <clears throat> and it is upon those, those highest ideas that we can divine from the, the mind of God, if you like, that are materialized by Capricorn. Capricorn is a sign of, of, of materializing, bringing spirit into matter. It can be very materialistic in its lower sense, of course. But in its highest sense, Capricorn is one of the most spiritual signs of the zodiac and, of course, is a sign of initiation. So um, we are uniquely entering into the full moon period now, which is always about three days before and after the actual full moon on the 22nd. So we're fairly close to that time now. And, of course, we invoke it through these meditations and gatherings before and after the event. And so, um, and the great beauty of Capricorn as an earth sign, as a sign that takes the seventh ray of ceremonial or magic or order through it and the first ray of will or power, amongst other things, amongst other rays, is this, this ability to, um, through the seventh ray particularly, to organize thought into a form. In other words, to create thought forms geometrical blueprints of ideas that, that exist on the mental plane that, that have a life that, uh, that uh, we can structure our lives with or nations or, uh, or races that will last for a certain period of time um, but will um, eventually become crystallised and outworn, uh, outmoded and will have to be broken up uh, so that new forms, new thought forms can be created. And this is the, the cycle of in-breathing and out-breathing that, that um, the you know, thought-form-making process entails. So during this full moon period, with the Sagittarian energies very strong and also still present during the full moon, um, because we have this unique Mercury-Jupiter conjunction in Sagittarius, almost exact, that's very strong Mercury, the planet the, of, of communication, the messenger, and Jupiter, the, the planet of the second ray of love, wisdom, of expansive consciousness, uh, the broad view, uh, and very much to do with the, window, the Hindu teachings, the Ganesha, Krishna kind of archetype. Um, and so there's a great potential for uh, the world at large to, to really tap into some big ideas and we really need that right now in this Kali Yuga cycle where, where um, many forms are crumbling and, and breaking down. And uh, this Mercury-Jupiter conjunction also squares uh, Neptune, the planet of idealism, uh, in Pisces. So there is... Uh, a very high point of tension here for, for new visions to be, to be gained, but also the downside of the square is, is that it can uh, create great illusions and, um, and people can fall foul of, their, of those illusions, of their own self-delusion, for instance. So, um, and then you have the solstice, which is a window in time. It's part of the cardinal cross of the two solstices, 
and the two equinoxes for Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn. The four periods of the year that uh, that uh, that mark out uh, each evolution, each um, year, and its evolution of consciousness. And <clears throat> solstice literally means stand, the sun stands still, and in that respect, time ceases to exist, and we transcend the linear time that is so much part of our Western um, lifestyle and have a chance to really um, move into, you know, as, as a global population as a whole, move into a, a, a period of pausing. Of course, uh, Christmas is that pause and everything right up until Christmas in the, in the outer world is actually frantic and chaotic somewhat as the, the year finishes, it's a, it's a sort of a paradox here. But those who, have, who are more aware, who, who meditate regularly, uh, can, can really take the time to, to create a, a, um, a, a quiet space amidst all that, that noise and, and busyness. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for us to work subjectively like that. Thank you. Dot. Mm, yeah, thank you, Kathy and, and Philip and everyone who's on this webinar today and who will be listening. I, earlier, Kathy asked Philip and myself how we were, and I feel like, you know how it was when we were children and this wonder and awe at this time of year? I said, I think we're dealing with enlightened enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, it's like the, that wonder is still in my heart. And as we look to this time, Philip, as you're just sharing the world at large, tapping into big ideas, it, it makes me think of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, a blueprint for humanity, right? Mm -hmm. The plan made manifest in this cycle of in-breathing and out-breathing, one of those thought forms and I want to give a shout out to the 2025 initiative, uh, which I'll put the link on the, uh, in the chat box uh, in a minute. Uh, but as they are calling all of us into looking at the SDGs through a rhythmic new moon webinar series, which is really lovely. So, and Kathy, thanks for sharing about solstice, this high point of the spiritual year at, in to speak of the spirit of peace always makes my heart sing. And in this season of light and love in action, goodwill, uh, we add power as we view the triangle of light, the Buddha, love, the spirit of peace, and power, the avatar of synthesis, with the Christ in the center of that triangle. And, and what we know about the spirit of peace uh, the spirit of peace is, is an interplanetary agent of, of great power whose cooperation has been promised if, if all aspirants and disciples can cooperate to break through the shell of separation and hatred which holds our planet in thrall. And I see you put on the screen the, one of my favorites. The universe only pretends to be made of matter. Secretly, it is made of love. So, and peace building, peace building, which is now a word, and uh, uh, the UN has a peace building support office, is now recognized in a triangle of areas in, uh, in our global citizenship on the planet. Education, 
politics and religion as we, as we all are proactively building the conditions for a culture of peace. And we also know that the spirit of peace is known as the spirit of equilibrium, which you also brought to mind, Philip, as you shared uh, in about the cross, makes us think of Libra, peace consciousness, right human relations, and not just human to human right now. Two distinct examples come to mind as hopeful trends on this planet. In, in just the past couple of decades, humanity is really recognizing our brothers and sisters in the animal kingdom. We see it all over social media and in so many initiatives. We're getting very uncomfortable with violence to animals. And, and the second one I'll name is that Mother Earth is a global focus through climate change, which how awesome is that bringing us all together in unit of consciousness, even though we're not great at it yet. But it, in fact, countries such as Bolivia and Mexico are passing laws at the highest level to protect the earth as sentient beings with rights. So as Kathy shares that solstice is the most important day of the year, and as Philip was talking about this back-to-back solstice and Capricorn full moon, what a powerhouse, an exponentially powerful moment to visualize and actualize the infrastructure of triangles in the etheric body of Mother Earth as the will to good flows forth. So delighted to be sharing in this and in this meditative work. Thank you. Thank you, Dot. Well, I have this, yes. um, this image on the screen. I just wanted to share what I find is a really um, helpful way to work with the interludes because there's often a lot of uh, questioning in our minds about how to work with them. There's a, a breathing exercise given out in the Dinah books, wherein for each of the four interludes, uh, each of the four stages of the breath and the four stages of the meditative practice, and then extending it larger to the four quarters of, this, of the spiritual year, uh, this point, uh, this lower interlude, which we're just uh, culminating in, in these days when the sun stand still, as Philip said. Um, it's characterized by a phrase that I think this uh, image reflects. It's, it's love to all beings, uh, simply that. And so that is the promise of the solstice, Christmas, and this year full moon period is to just simply stand as much as we can amidst the busyness and the chaos in that beingness and being channels through which the spiritual hierarchy of the planet can pour forth its love to all beings, as Dot said. Yeah. Indeed, those animals are all present in, in the Christmas nativity as well, of course. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thought that comes to mind is, is the, um, the fact that we can invoke, even if we, we don't know that much about Capricorn or the solstice, per se, it's a great opportunity to invoke and to uh, use the science of invocation, which will be, we are told, the major science of the Aquarian Age as we go into the Aquarian Age, um, where we'll literally invoke the mind of God and precipitate the spiritual plan uh, on earth. And we do that little by, by little, by increments. And this, um, this festival coming up in the next week 
is going to be a huge opportunity to, to really invoke as individually and as groups and as triangles, of course. Yes. Yeah, as, as the two of you are sharing from an astrological perspective also, and Philip, when we were talking about Jupiter in Sagittarius right now, it just it seems like such a beneficent opportunity for world mm -hmm. servers to play that role of uh, like visionary agent, right? Mm -hmm. to, and to reorient, redirect. It's a planning moment uh, if we yes. use it in that invocative sense. Maybe you could speak to that because that just really touched me when we were talking mm -hmm. earlier. Absolutely. Yeah, Jupiter is the ruler of the second ray of love wisdom, which is that matter that you were talking about before that underlies all of this solar system. This is a second ray solar system. So the, the, the matrix is really second ray love wisdom material that, that we, um, that, uh, is, uh, that we're composed of. So Jupiter rules the sign of Sagittarius. Uh, it's very comfortable in this sign. It's, it's what drives the archer to aim at the rain cloud of noble things and, and to, you know, um, to make it precipitate from the divine mind, the the planetary plan, and um, and it's typically in exoteric or esoteric astrology that which uh, is about expansive consciousness and and a love of wisdom, of course, uh, love wisdom, a love of wisdom, um, and also direction. Sagittarius is a sign of orientation and reorientation. So it's the archer who aims at the target with a steady hand, uh, a Zen-like stance, and delivers the arrow to that target and follows through. You know, um, so much of this world is very much to do with the Gemini polarity of Sagittarius, where there's so much busyness and distraction, and many things started that are never finished. Sagittarius is about really following through to the target and and following through to completion on ideas that are, that are started so this period with mercury uh is extraordinary i think this mercury jupiter in the full moon chart yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Well, it seems like a bell curve moment for us as <laughs> humanity and uh, that's all of us who are intentionally working with it yeah, I wanted to open it up now to uh, for a few minutes because we've we're already sort of running out of time. But we have a few minutes for anybody who would like to raise their hand and share, or we could read um, some of these quotes. I saw that Suzanne was looking to form a triangle. So if there are two people here on the webinar who might be interested in forming a triangle, please uh, write your names in the chat box. And John has a comment. Yes, thank you. I just wanted to add in to the astrological energetic mix that the sun is transitioning through the final degrees of Sagittarius and will reach 27 degrees Sagittarius Wednesday. This is the degree of the center of our galaxy, central spiritual sun. So when we look at the sun at this time of the year, I'm always struck by the penetrating energy of the rays from the sun. Hence also perhaps the unique distribution of the three rays, which inform and color Sagittarius. So it would seem 
that there is much a play and much a foot during this week. And I wanted to thank you for doing such a great job of explaining it and sharing. Thank you so much. Um, James writes, interesting that cancer being also the mass sign and the opposite of Capricorn on the reverse wheel is also focused in the word Christ mass at this time of year. Well, that's a very nice point. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we sometimes think of this as a time related to the third initiation of the mountaintop, but we also have to remember that it's also very much related to the first initiation, which we're told in the Aquarian Age will be celebrated as a mass initiation. So, thank you. A couple of words on John's comments too, <laughs> most appropriate um, with the Galactic Center. And um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, just, just that particular focus and the lead up to Capricorn and uh, the materializing of the, the highest ideals. Um, the sixth ray, we are told, takes its strongest um, expression through Sagittarius in this particular cycle we're told by the Tibetan. And so um, Neptune, be, uh, which is one of the rulers of the sixth ray, being squared by Mercury and Jupiter can certainly excite a lot of very high idealism, some unrealistic, some realistic. You know, um, uh, Idealism is always way up above where reality is, but it's something that we all always reach for. And of course, Sagittarian nations will be affected by that, that uh, intensification of the six ray energy probably. And of course, USA has the Sagittarian energy strongly as the rising sign in its 1776 horoscope, in its exoteric horoscope, and in other parts of the nation. So um, uh, it certainly may feel that, that uh, Mercury, Mercury-Jupiter conjunction, yeah. Mm. Um, and Kathy, I wonder if it's appropriate, I note that Carla uh, mentions uh, some newer students of the Ageless Wisdom, and you know, it, it seems to me that, if, well, every, uh, the Tibetan master shares with us that every year around this time, there is a, a festival week, and there is a, so a focus for the group of world servers. And next year, every seven years, is a high point of that festival week. And 2019 <clears throat> is that seven-year cycle, as, um, as yeah. Philip mentioned, uh, cycles earlier. So I wonder if, if it's appropriate to mention that right now, because at this solstice full moon, quite an opportunity for this communication and this kind of powerhouse flow uh, higher to lower, inner to outer, et cetera, with this, this door opening, so to speak. And we really are asking, how do we best prepare for this uh, 2019 festival? And uh, maybe holding that as a group also. Yes, yes it's almost like this is a warm-up for that festival. Yes. yes. And, and when you were speaking, Philip, of the importance of Jupiter, in a way I like to think of the 12 months of the year related to the Jupiter cycle mm. of 12 years. And so yeah. 
each month now, we are a year away from this most important festival week. Um, we're a year away, and so it's sort of as if each month is um, a building towards that point. And I don't want to get into the astro astrology so much of that week, but suffice it to say that six planets, as we reach the end of that week, six planets will be in the sign of Capricorn. And so, um, as Philip was saying earlier, Capricorn is one of those signs that really is emblematic of the battlefield between the forces of materialism and the forces of light. And so it's as if it's being really channeled, uh, the extra systemic energies coming in from overshadowing constellations related to Capricorn pouring into our system wherein six planets will be in that sign. It's, it's really a, a fantastic opportunity for the spiritual workers of the world to, mm. to seize. And mm. so we can start that preparation now, really. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's time that we can end but I wanted to thank you both so much and to thank all of our listeners for this. And um, mm, Thank you, Kathy. And it never really ends, right? No, right. <laughs> it doesn't. And we'll also have both of you back, and so it will never end. And uh, so if you wanted to lead us in a final closing moments of silence, Scott. Oh, so let's just take a united deep breath as we unite our hearts across distance. May the spirit of peace be spread abroad in our hearts, through our groups, and throughout the world. Thank you so much. So we'll see you again. Goodbye. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Blessings and joy. <laughs>